can't find you. Every time I go out to your place, you gone fishing. Oh, how are you? What is a sign? Good Friday morning to you. So glad to have you on this podcast of Reeling It In, where we cast ourselves deep into God's Word and reel back those life applications. We have been looking at 1 Thessalonians chapter 2, verses 17 through chapter 3, verse 10. Living. We've been talking about living with the heart of Jesus. And We said the heart of Christ is the heart that loves people. And and then we looked at the heart of Jesus follows through. And and today we come to the third one here. And we are talking about the heart of Jesus sees relationships as the greatest blessings. At the end of chapter 2, Paul uh, wrote, For what is our hope? Our, our, our joy or, or the crown in which we will glory in the presence of our Lord Jesus when he comes. It, it, is it not you? It, indeed, you are our glory and joy. So do you understand here what, what Paul is saying? He, he's reminding us that the greatest accomplishment of our lives will be the people that we've helped to find the kingdom of heaven. Paul looks forward to the second coming of Christ. He he looks ahead to that day when Christ will appear and the world will recognize that he indeed is the King of kings and the Lord of lords. And on that day, says Paul, as he stands before the Lord, the thing he will be the proudest of, if we, if we could use that term, will be the people God has brought to faith through his testimony. He will glory in those people who have turned to Christ because of his example, his instruction, his ministry. And, and the same will be true for you and me. When we stand before the Lord, the righteous judge, our greatest treasures will not be our fancy cars, our nice homes, or our accomplishments, or, or our attractive appearance, or our degrees, or our bank accounts. The greatest treasure will be what we have deposited in the lives of others. Jesus certainly hints at this in Matthew 25 when he separates the sheep from the goats, and he does so not on the basis of worldly accomplishments. He separates them on the basis of what they were willing to invest in the lives of others. He separates them based on the relationship that they had with him and others. Those are the ones he recognizes as his own. Now, in light of these things, there are some implications for the way that we live our lives. First, we need to take time in our lives to care. We are so often busy running from obligation to obligation. We just don't have time. We just really don't make time to connect with people. We are pleasant to each other, but we are aren't able to enter each other's lives and and truly connect. We we are so task oriented that that we can't be people oriented. We we're so busy doing good things that we have no time listen for the best things. As Jesus made time for others, so should we. I, I encourage you a, a, a little uh, to allow little time uh, more than you need when you run your errands. Give yourself time to connect, to listen, to care for people that you come in contact with. Allow extra time. Give God a chance to open the door. Be prepared to talk to the waitress or the cashier or the clerk or the doctor. Dare to go beyond the, the business conversation. Dare to connect with someone else. Second, we need to change the way we view the work of the church. 
we, we seem to think that our job is to to get more people into our building. That that's not our job. Our our job is to help get more of Christ and his kingdom into the people. We must see beyond ourselves as a church. We must have a kingdom perspective. Our job is to impact others in the name of Christ. Regardless of where they end up going to church, we do this only as Christ lives in us and through us. Third, we need to allow ourselves to need others. The road of life is sometimes difficult, and it's in those times we need someone else to help us. You will often see teammates in a NASCAR race helping each other during the race. One team member serves as a buffer or a barrier that keeps other cars from catching the leader, and they communicate with each other about the potential problems. Or people who run for exercise. (laughs) I'm not one of those yet. Um, I like to walk. Uh, But find it much easier to run with a partner. When one is tired and one wants to give up, the other kind of pumps you up and cheers you on. I'm told it's easier to diet with a group of people because you can hold each other accountable. In the same way, life is better, richer, and easier if we face hard times with brothers and sisters in Christ. It helps us get through the cancer treatments if you don't have to do it alone. It's easier to get through the times of grief if there are people around you that will give you time to grieve. It's easier to overcome temptation if you can draw strength from someone else. We need to learn to be vulnerable. We need to develop a heart like Paul, a heart like Jesus, and and yes, a a, a minister's heart. We must care for others like a shepherd cares for his sheep. We must get involved with those around us. If we could all learn to love and care for others as Christ does, who knows? We just might turn this world upside down. Amen. Hey, listen, that's all the time I got. I got to get out of here. I'm gone fishing.